Lights from a passing car raked over the dirty windows before the black night swallowed them again. Music from some drunken revelry provided a booming bass and burst of shouted lyrics as the wind shifted and turned. Every now and again, gunshot. Whether celebratory or offensive, there was no way to know. But Lorelai didn't really care, either. She slid up the stranger's body, running teeth, lips, and tongue over the ridge of her hips, the curve of her stomach and ribs, lingering along the swell of her breasts. The woman's pale skin was damp and salty with sweat, her body ragged and limp beneath Lorelai. Have you had enough, darling? Lorelai purred. The woman just blinked, her mouth moving wordlessly. A feral grin tugging at Lorelai's lips as she slid further up, leaning over the woman's face. She'd never known her name, just picked her up at a gay bar a few blocks away. The woman had been lonely and receptive, not looking for commitment or conversation. So perfect. The stranger breathed heavily, her pupils dilated into blindness. She trembled as Lorelai gently kissed her cheek. You've been delicious, Lorelai murmured, but now you can rest. Lorelai kissed her lips then, and the scent of flame and sulfur filled the air. A final cascade of heat and energy flooded through Lorelai, sliding down her throat like rich wine. The woman bucked once beneath her, then went still, collapsing back a last time. Lorelai sat up and wiped her mouth with the back of her hand, her lips still tingling as she climbed off the hotel bed, her bare feet meeting the cheap, worn carpet. She had just started a shower when her phone went off. She pulled it out of her black leather purse, glanced at the screen, and scoffed. Her mother could wait. She tapped, Dismiss. The bathroom mirror was already clouded with steam, the ripped vinyl floor and ugly yellow paint slick with condensation. Lorelai glowered, her lips curled in distaste. City hotels were plentiful, so useful, but truly not her style. She stood beneath the hot rain of the shower, running her hands through her long mahogany hair, cleaning her victim's scent from her skin. Her fingers were exceptionally smooth, devoid of fingerprints. It was best not to leave marks. Her phone rang and she scowled, turning off the shower. No peace for the wicked. Drying off, she dressed again in her little black dress and heels. Such mundane tasks, all of this. Just survival. A girl has to do what a girl... A ping now. A text. She opened the message, expecting an angry tirade from her mother for ignoring her calls, but the message was just a link. She touched it and a map opened, directing her to a club two states away. So like you, she muttered aloud. Her mother sent her all over the place at a moment's notice, like her personal dark harbinger messenger girl. No respect for Lorelai's schedule or... A lesbian strip club? Lorelai's sculpted eyebrows shot up as she read the description. She'd never known such a place existed. A grin tugged at her lips. Arguing with her mother was always futile anyway, and a road trip meant exposure to new cuisine. She moved quickly now, tying up loose ends, but her mind was already miles away. She dropped an open bottle of pills on the bed, scattering a few next to the woman's cupped hand. She looked so peaceful. But there was no time to relish and relive the night. The open road called. 
By late tomorrow night, she'd be hungry again and walking into a two-year-old, five-star establishment. There'd be the crowd and the dancers, all sweet and ripe and trusting in their own element. Goodbye, seedy hotels. Hello, Club Rook. The sun rose and color slowly returned to the world, creeping back tentatively, afraid the night might change its mind and swallow color whole. The black water of the harbor turned deep green, glided with silver crest in the wind. The black streets became tideline running along the waterfront, and Rook one block up in parallel. They were no longer satin ribbons lacing danger between the warehouses, niche shops, and tenements. But the black blood splattered in blowback across Echo Abage's black skin stayed black. Demon blood was often the color of tar, primordial sludge so thick and adhesive, Echo often used muriatic acid to remove it.